This is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up. Now, I can no longer say a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things because this is now, after over 16 years, it's being broadcast on a Wednesday. So, welcome to midweek. Hurricane Ian has been interfering with space launches and programs. The crew members of SpaceX's next astronaut mission on behalf of NASA have made it to the launch site a couple of days late because of the storm. That flight, called Crew 5, which consists of four astronauts, is scheduled to lift off from Pad 39A at Florida's Kennedy Space Center in a couple of hours from now, so at the time of broadcast this may have been delayed once more. The powerful storm also impelled NASA to roll its huge Artemis 1 moon rocket off Pad 39B and back to the Vehicle Assembly Building for protection. The SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket and Dragon capsule that will fly the four members of Crew 5 are okay and safe from the storm. The mission of Crew-5 is to the International Space Station for a five-month stint. It's a historic mission for several reasons. One of the crew, Nicole Mann, will become the first Native American woman to reach space, and Anna Kikina will be the first cosmonaut, that is a Russian astronaut, to fly to the orbiting lab with SpaceX. Building and maintaining the International Space Station is a very complex task. And as you may be aware, relations between Russia and the US are strained. However, Russia is committed to maintain the ISS for the meantime. Resupply missions typically use the Russian Progress spacecraft, European automated transfer vehicles, Japanese vehicles and the American Dragon and Cygnus spacecraft. So it's quite an international fleet. And uh, there are you know, various components, crew rotations, logistical support, and the propellant that's replenished by the Russians, and uh, various other items for science experiments. So it's a very international project. Currently, transport vehicles are launched from two sites on Earth, and in future the number of launch sites will increase to four or more. The ISS, in any case, will be replaced by the end of the decade, as it's pretty long in the tooth. Other news from up there? You too can spot an exoplanet, if you have the right equipment, of course. The Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or SETI, has launched a program for citizens, ordinary people, to follow up observations taken by NASA's Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite, or TESS. Amateur astronomers can help confirm exoplanet candidates spotted by TESS by being given their coordinates and following up with further observations. TESS looks at stars which dim a little, presumably because a planet comes between the star and us. However, there are several reasons why a star may dim, and this program aims to glean more information about these dimming stars to back up the assumption that there may be a planet coming in between us. To date, almost 4,000 exoplanets have been found using this method. TESS has the potential to discover some 10,000 new exoplanets each of which needs additional observations for confirmation. For the new program, amateur astronomers will use ground-based telescopes to observe targets identified by TESS, thereby contributing to the data pool that will help determine whether the target is indeed a planet in another solar system. So you'd need a fairly powerful telescope to do this, but here in South Africa we have dark skies, which helps a lot and makes up for, uh, for the, a lack of power in a telescope. But it is amazing to think that non-professionals can own telescopes powerful enough to observe trillions of kilometers away around distant stars in our galaxy. And lastly, there will be a partial solar eclipse on October the 25th, but not for us. The nearest viewing spot 
is in North Africa. So let's forget about that one. It'll be ages before we get another eclipse. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. If